welcome to Uncorked, the podcast brought to you by Team Corker, where we get to riff with corkers, remarkable or astonishing people or things, as defined by the Oxford Dictionary. And joining us today on Uncorked is one of undeniably Team Corker's most favorite Vancouverites. Zach is the co-founder of The Juice Truck. He is the sweet husband to Megan and a new dad to baby Finn and, uh, and an aspiring cyclist (laughs) (laughs) working on it. You're a cyclist. (laughs) I'm a, a, I'm a beginner aspiring future cyclist, (laughs) future ultra marathoner. Um, I'm grateful for your time. Thank you, Zach. Uh, Thanks for having me. So I was sharing with Zach that the joy of our podcast is always diving into things that you can't necessarily find out about people on Google or Instagram, even though I hope that all of Instagram is real life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So before we dive into those secrets, tell me what the world of Zach looks like these days. All right. So recently I became uh, a father. So Finn, my son is now, he's seven months, almost seven months old. Uh, so my days changed from what it used to look like maybe a year or so ago. Um, so a lot of a lot of my day and a lot of my week revolves around uh, being being a dad and being a husband. But at the same time, I've got a business that I need to run, and I try to squeeze in a little bit of of me selfish time. So I try to get a little bit of movement in, whether it's a workout or a bike ride or a walk on a sunny day. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm always looking forward to, to getting home to, to spend some time with Finn and, and Megan. So I feel like I'm, I'm really in a, a family driven part of my life right now. Fair. I want to dive into family because, um, Megan was a part of the juice truck or I'm sure still is, is yeah. part of that family. Let's come back to family. But first you mentioned running a business and I think it's very humble of you to say that you're running a business because you're actually on a rocket ship of the juice <laughs> <laughs> and bringing oh, thank you. to everyone. Um, tell us where the juice truck's at. Uh, so we, we started the juice truck back in 2011. And uh, when we started, we were, as a, we were a food truck that did predominantly cold-pressed juice and smoothies. But we've kind of since evolved the concept to be more of a, a plant-based uh, cafe lifestyle business. So we try to complete the, the circle of what, it, what we feel living a plant-based life is. So we've got now three cafes, one Fifth Ave, one in Yaletown, and one in Steveson and Richmond. And a couple of food trucks, one on Robson and Broad and one in Gastown. And we're also in a bunch of grocery stores and gyms and, and cafes throughout the city. Um, so our, our goal is to be um, a accessible point of, of health and wellness for, for people that are looking to get healthier, as well as people that are, are those day-to-day wellness seekers that have been on that path for a long time. But we want to be fun, we want to be approachable, and we want to have food that uh, people can have every single day. That's so cool, because as soon as you say that, I'm like, you're already living into this. This is exactly yeah. the experience with the juice truck all the time. Oh, perfect. Ah, so cool. Now, you mentioned you started as a juice truck, one truck. You now have three yeah. locations, two trucks, distribution galore. It's freaking amazing. Um, yeah. Would you, knowing what you know now, would you have still 
started the juice truck with your rad co-founder Ryan back in the day? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I mean, when we started the truck, we were 24 years old, so we were we were pretty young. Um, we're so now 30. So we're now 32, so it's been been a few years since we started with with the food truck. But prior to starting, we'd gone backpacking for for just over a year through India, Nepal, and Sri Lanka. So we were pretty short on the change to to be in in the position to start a business. So. Uh, for us at the time, the food truck was the most affordable and accessible mm. way to get into the marketplace. Um, if we ha- if we hadn't gone traveling and spent most of our savings, <laughs> maybe we would have started as a brick and mortar. But I think food trucks were were starting to happen, and and uh, people were starting to get interested in and more health and wellness. So it was a nice convergence of of timing. So neat. We were joking the other day at the juice truck about the original juice truck and your clientele and our favorite yoga teachers and everyone who used to come. And yeah, yeah, yeah I, I love it now. Look at all the trucks on the road. It's in a yeah. bus. Yeah. And, and I think that was some of the most fun work times that we had was when it was myself and Ryan on the truck. And that's when we were making the connections that are still growing the business today and, mm-hmm. and making relationships. Um, it felt like we were, making friendships every day instead of just serving juice and smoothies and a lot of those friendships like you know we got to meet people like yourself and your brother um and you know a lot of the gyms and small businesses that we partner with are people that we just met from the truck in the in the first couple years wow um i am curious to your relationship with a plant-based diet when you started and how has growing and evolving the business impacted your personal um, perhaps values or approach on, on plant-based living? For sure. Um, so when we started the business, I was vegetarian. I wasn't vegan yet. Okay. And growing up, I was like the biggest hamburger chicken wing kind of guy, like totally tuned out to all of the, the veganism or even vegetarianism and during university at Emily Carr I took a bunch of um, environmental ethics and animal ethics classes and that really and then I watched Earthlings and that just like switched switched me onto something that I never even was on my horizon or in any consideration to anything that I did and so I went vegetarian originally and I don't know why I didn't go vegan right away just I, I feel like maybe I was wasn't in my in my own journey at that point I wasn't ready to stop eating ice cream or pizza or whatever um but when I started the juice truck I started re-educating myself on the reasons why I was vegetarian and and it quickly reminded me that on on many levels the you know what's missing the difference between vegetarian and vegan is vegetarians usually have dairy and eggs um so I, I quickly re-educated myself on the fact that um, dairy and eggs aren't necessarily needed for, for a healthy life. Um, they can actually do the opposite and create a lot of um, issues, especially dairy, as well as the, from an animal ethics perspective, uh, I, I care deeply about the wellness of, of animals. And when I see um, meat on a plate, I see, I see the animal that it corresponds with. So to, to, know that the suffering that goes into dairy or cheese or, or eggs is is usually more than that of a, an animal that just goes straight to slaughter. 
um, I quickly transitioned probably about six, six years ago from vegetarian to vegan. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, I've been continually on a journey of educating myself and, and being part of that community. And it became um, through an evolution of myself and the business, a major value and platform for, for what we were doing. Wow. And how, how would you say it's impacted? Um, I, I feel like people always want to know, like, how does it impact your body and how do you feel? And you're an athlete. And, and I think that's a cool question. And of course I could ask that, but what I care so much more about is, is your heart and your spirit and, and your soul. Like how, how has not eating animal impacted the core of you? I think to go, to go to maybe a, a bit of a, a spiritual sense when, when an animal's being, we can go like straight to even when they're, when they're consuming a lot of, a lot of the food that animals are consuming. And I think it's like 70 or, or even a higher percentage of, of all agricultural is just going towards feeding the animals that we eat. So um, it's, it's not a efficient way of, of getting calories basically. But uh, if we think that we're all energy, which we are, and we're consuming these animals, which in their sense are energy as well, they're, they're living a life full of anxiety and fear and stress. And when, when they go to slaughter, they're, they're at the peak of all of those experiences of, of fear and anxiety and, and all of that. So that, that energy doesn't go anywhere. It stays in the meat. And we're consuming that. Um, mm. when, I, when I say we, I mean the general population. So we're, we're taking on, on those emotions of these animals that live a life full of fear. And we're also, for the most part, you know, the, the food that's going towards these animals is full of antibiotics and pesticides. And, and um, so the, on a chemical side, the, the hormones and the, the chemicals that we're, we're taking in with this, this meat um, isn't contributing to our mental wellness, to our physical wellness. Um, it, it's really, you know, a, a, a dangerous and, and negative cycle of consumption. So if you can opt out of that, that circle and choose something that's less impactful for your health, for the environment, um, energetically, then I feel like you're, if, if you're a person that believes in compassion and, and health and wellness, the, a plant-based diet aligns with all those values. So you're, you're, allowed, you're enabling yourself to live in value beyond how you interact with humans. Oh, amen. I don't want anxiety. <laughs> yeah, who does? Sexy. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, as you were answering that question, it made me think, how has making this shift in your life impacted uh, the values that you have in other areas of your life, meaning the clothes you buy, the vacations you go on, how you commute around town? Um, has it impacted those areas that are perhaps not predominantly food-related? Yeah, definitely. I, I would say choosing to be plant-based or vegan, um, it's, it's an ambition or a, a goal to live with more intention. It doesn't mean you're perfect or you're, you're not, you're not going to contribute to negativity in one way or another. Um, but I think it contributes to being more mindful of our decisions and the repercussions or the consequences that each action has. So you know, I try 
to be aware of the clothes that I'm buying. Um, I try to support more local businesses. I try to support the farmer's market so that we're getting things as locally as possible. Um, you know, I still take vacations and jump on an airplane. Um, so there's, you know, we, we can't be, be perfect in any sense, but I think striving towards being mindful and aware of our, our decisions and, and the actions that they cause is part of part of my journey and part of most people that are into the plant-based movements journey as well. Yeah. Okay. The only, the, the only other area of your life that we haven't um, hit on in making these awesome decisions is your sweet lover and yeah. your sweet lover, Megan. Um, we've actually, we I think did a blog post on the two of you. And I remember her answers just made my heart skip a beat. And she was talking uh-huh. about how she came to, um, start working at the juice truck and, and your relationship. Um, was Megan a vegan when you started dating? No. So I was vegetarian and, you know, she might get mad at me for saying this, but Megan was like, she loved fast food. Great. She can name like her favorite uh, hamburger or cheeseburger from every fast food place in, in town. Yeah. And so she, I, I started talking about why I was vegetarian and then she's like, well, why aren't you vegan? So she really pushed pushed me to to take that next step, and we quickly went vegan together. So um, we've both been vegan for five or six or seven years. Um, so neither of us were there when we started dating, and, and I think we both helped each other get to, to that point of our life. Cool. When Now, not that there was ever a good part of life before Megan, because life after Megan is <laughs> part of life yet does does it impact um or did it impact dating or even friendships does that i mean either previously or currently well i I think an important part is to not have judgment um like i wasn't born a vegan i was a you know chicken wing hamburger guy when i was in in high school and a little bit after university and know that we're we're all on our own journeys and our own path so not to judge people where they're at in their their current state um you know they might become vegan they might become trying to to be as local as possible or whatever whatever their your or their mandate is um i think it's important to to not judge because for me uh to i'm all about trying to share education and share, share inspiration and hope that people can make their own decisions with that information if I'm preaching to say that, you know, you have to do this or you have to do that or this way is the best, I, I think it puts a lot of people uh, in kind of a defensive state. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in fight or flight, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, this vegan's attacking me. I should become a <laughs> vegan. <laughs> you know? I'm going to throw broccoli at him. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like vegans are annoying. Right. Um, so I, my goal is always to, to just kind of drop as much information that I have and, and be an open book and try to share it with the hopes that it'll inspire others to pursue their own their own path into hopefully towards veganism. Um, but I, I don't like to tell people what to do. Beautiful. Uh, one last question and then we're going to go into some rapid fire questions yeah, because great. I was excited to just one-two punch with Zach. Um, the other relationship being the people that you hire. And I was so yeah. 
uh, impressed and blown away that you have, you know, a hundred or over 100 people working for you at the juice truck now. And that's amazing. And how do your values as an organization and being a plant-based business impact the people you hire? I think in, in the front of house, we, we attract, we're, we're a value driven business. So I think we attract a lot of people with similar values that want to, to work with us and be a part of that. Um, so we do get a lot of people that are interested in veganism or are vegan um, that are, you know, wanting to contribute a, a positive impact to, to their existence here. You know, people that are into zero waste or farming or organic or, you know, a lot of health and wellness people that are, are nutritionists or in school for to become a naturopath. Um, so we've got a really great team and I feel really grateful that we've been able to attract a, a, a community within our team that helps us grow and evolve as a business. Like a lot of our recipes and ideas for community are, are being driven from within the team, not from, I'd, I'd say a lot, a lot of ideas are driven from, from all angles of the business rather than just the top down. Amen. Super cool. I say amen because I'm like, yeah, I get that. Like I feel people, when you walk into one of your stores, um, are equal, you know, I don't want to say equally passionate. They could actually trump Zach's passion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I really love your passion. So that's, that's not knocking you, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Um, okay. I have, I have rapid fire questions. Okay. Uh, that I want to know. It's like, if you had 10 questions with Zach, what would they be? And I've got 10. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. Ready. Uh, favorite date night with your wife? Ooh, our first date at the Acorn in Vancouver. Oh, right on. Uh, what, I mean, I say this now and I'm like, I get that you have a little one. Before Finn, what would be yeah. your favorite place to go on a date? Uh, probably the same answer. We really love the Acorn and the Arbor. They've got the best staff. They're so nice and welcoming. So they just, it's kind of like that cheers mentality. We go there and we mm. feel like we're having din dinner at home with our friends. So oh. we, we love it there. Awesome. Um, and, and before Finn, probably going for a hike or something like that before dinner would be like the perfect, the perfect date. So cool. Uh, if you could have dinner with your favorite vegan dead or alive, who would it be? Yeah. Ooh, good question. Um, I've been really vibing Moby lately. He's oh. a really cool vegan. And then, uh, like, Ritual's my, my vegan hero, so probably maybe two people, Moby and Ritual. <laughs> uh, Mo Moby's pretty passionate, eh? He holds yeah. back not at all. Yeah. No, no holding back with Moby. <laughs> no holding back. <laughs> um, what book is currently on your bookshelf or bedside table? Uh, I'm reading a book by uh, Haruki Murakami, I believe the name is. It's, he's a Japanese author. Um, and this one is called, oh man, I'm having a brain lapse, Kafka on the Shore or something like that. Uh, I'm just like 30 pages in, but I really love this author. He, he's a, a cool. magical Do you read a lot of books on plant-based living or what, I, what is your... I've, I've read a lot of books mm -hmm. on plant-based living. I'm, I'm not reading any right now. I'm taking a little fiction <laughs> break from business and uh, nutrition books. But if, if uh, people are interested, some of my favorite ones are uh, Eating Animals by Jonathan Safran Foer. 
um, the China study, um, how not to die. Mm. Um, what else? Uh, a diet for new America is really good. Um, project animal farm. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, okay. Let's circle back to work. Uh, again, rapid fire because it's all name of the game. Best part of working with your best friend. Shout out to Rye. Yeah, I think that it doesn't feel like work when you're working with your friends. You just feel like you're you're hanging out with your buds. Um, our general manager at uh, Fifth Ave, she's I've known her since Lauren Ho since I was twelve as well. So it's we kind of so break cool. break the norm. We like we like to work with our friends. Amazing. All right. So on the other side right. of working with your friends, or maybe working with your friends, uh, is the highs and the lows. Um, what has been your favorite failure since launching the business? Good question. Um, when we first launched, we had this vision to have this this whole hangover menu, and we'd go around and serve outside all of the bars of, of Vancouver with great hangover cures. And we did it one weekend, and we stayed up to like 4 a.m. outside the bars. And, you know, people were getting in fights outside the juice truck and doing drugs and stuff. And we're, that was like half of our business plan. And, and like after one night of doing that, we we're like, no, no, we're not doing this. This is cancel cancel this plan so that was that was a quick failure and a quick uh quick remedy that is awesome yeah um number one lesson you learned in writing your first book um patience and perseverance (laughs) and you just have to commit time to to treating writing like a job instead of uh, a hobby or a pastime. All right, Zach, two more questions. One okay. is the sweaty goal of 2018. What's on the sweat books? Sweat books. Great question. Um, I want to get more, I want to dive deeper into cycling. So I'm signing up for a couple of fondos and I've gotten some, some juicy tips from my favorite cyclists that I'm speaking with right now. Steph. <laughs> I can't wait. One of my favorite Zach stories, just as a tangent, was last summer. It was about two weeks before the Fondo. I think you had ridden your bike 20 kilometers and we <laughs> bike club in Vancouver and you were with your wife and you said, do you think I can do the Fondo next weekend? And I was like, totally, no problem. <laughs> and I realized in that moment who I am is, of course you can. And I looked at yeah. you he was like i don't i don't think so and i'm like right there are people that have real expectations um but this year you're gonna train and you're gonna do the gonna be awesome okay our last question we wrap every podcast with what is currently making your heartbeat faster uh i'd say my my baby boy finn and my wife megan it's all all about the the family making that heartbeat right now amazing Thank you so much for your time. I will be sure to include lots of hyperlinks so people know where to find restaurants and resources and, of course, uh, trucks and shops with juice and goodies galore. Thanks, Beth. I really appreciate you having me on.